Welcome to the Watershed Series. Each month, the Arts and Literature Laboratory hosts the Watershed Reading Series, a friendly and bountiful reading featuring local and visiting writers. You can learn more about it at artlitlab.org. Kimberly Blazer is a native writer, photographer, and scholar, and is the author of three poetry collections, most recently, Apprentice to Justice, and the editor of Traces and Bone and Blood, Bone and Stone, a contemporary uh, excuse me, of contemporary poetry. She also served as the Wisconsin Poet Laureate between 2015 and 2016. A professor at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, she teaches creative writing and Native American literature. Blazer also serves on the faculty for the Institute of American Indian Arts in the, low, in the Lower Res MFA program, and she's an editor, board member for the American Indian Limes series of the University of Nebraska Press and for the Native American series of Michigan State University Press. Blazer further is a champion of the Honor the Earth, an organization that uses indigenous wisdom, music, art, and media to raise awareness and support for indigenous environmental issues. It develops needed financial and political resources for the survival of sustainable native communities. Its mission is to raise public awareness and raise and direct funds to grassroots native environmental groups. Help me welcome Kimberly Blazer. Thank you. Um, I did want to say one other biographical thing. Since we have three Minnesotans here, I will have a new book out in the fall from Holy Cow Press, which is a Minnesota press. Thank you. So I'm going to read um, three of my poems from the volume and one that's not in the volume. So the first one is resisting the kind of stereotype, stereotypic capture of identity of Native people especially the idea of success. I'd like to say more about that, but we have a short amount of time. So I, I wrote this poem originally because there's an organization that, that supports Native students who are studying medicine at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and they have a little celebration. And one year, um, for one of the graduations, I created this poem. Sorry, I'm just having to see. It's Bawajige. Whispers through my tributaries, crane voices and stale powwow jokes, native tragedy and the great white road. I won't cliche you, betray you with the spent hopes of language. I am the mirror of your indecision. Your legs are clan longing and the echo of honor song beats. Your hands, the arithmetized remnant, the treaty tame blood formula of civilized greatness. Rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief, somewhere in the fray of the tweeted everyday, doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, we parse and compute identity in columns of the colonized, Tinker, tailor, half-breed maker. Mm. Now I am the whisper of a whisper of old crane voices calling, loud, lusty, and long, the echo makers calling across captured ledger marks, 
like Marian prisoners drawing spirit lines of imagined motion, riding the regalia of horse nations, overruling simplest computations of victory. Remember, you are the tributaries, the many branchings of tribal nations. You are the blood passage of belonging. Do not debate this. I am not made of bones and teeth. The fibers of my willow hair cannot be dissected or carbon dated. You are not made of X's and Y's. Your name is not a formula or test tube fantasy. You are the misspelled prescription written to save the Santa Maria from oblivion. You might debate this. The spark of Anishinaabe stars, the punk of flame, amber and ancient, ignite the obsidian memory of tribal fires. The burning wolf eyes of clan relatives, the sweet sage scent of hand drum sisters, the hawk cry of hunters, the partridge drum and turtle rattle songs, the porcupine quill becoming of our intricately embroidered lives. You are the blood passage of belonging. Do not debate this. So I thought the next poem I'll read is one that um, I wrote when the Wisconsin legislature had proposed um, a law that would put in danger tribal mounds. And so there were events held around the state. We held an educational mound event at Lake Park in Milwaukee. And we had the Overpass Light Brigade. And we had my colleague, um, Margaret Newton, who wrote a song. We had a lot, of, a lot of people come out on the coldest day in January of that year. But it was an amazing event. And we had a lot of poets who all contributed one line. And we did a group poem as well. So it was really an amazing event. And I feel like that is part of what activist poetry is about. It's about engaging people and not just, you know, the, you and the page and you and, you know, reading your poems, but it's that connection that we make in the communities that help to bring about change. Um, so this, it has a, um, a quote from Alison Hedge Coke, whose book Blood Run is all about native mounds. So our, our wealth abounds within what we preserve. And the poem is Tribal Mound, Earth Sutra. We remain wealthy beyond measure, the past ancient treasure we, we protect. What power resides in earthen mounds, ancestors, wisdom of clan relatives, astrological continuities, portal to spiritual realities. Effigy of bird, panther, rabbit, bear, the hungry rise of earth imbued with sacred life. Monument, transcendent force, name this site holy. Stand with me here, a fragile human thread Earth Sutra, this curved land and ageless link 
We, a small vibration, one song among the many. Sing this song now, my heritage, yours. Shape in consecrated breath, words that mean belong. Honor, courage, praise, believe, protect. Transform with me here, become in this sanctuary, rich in memory, humble before mystery. Open the medicine pouch of your voice. Stand firm together, defend this treasure. Yes, we remain. Sacred Stone Camp. 140 years after Little Bighorn, after gold-hungry prospectors trespassed onto Lakota land in violation of the Treaty of Fort Laramie, new oil-hungry corporations threaten to repeat that history, repeat the violation of tribal sovereignty, repeat brutality toward Native people, repeat disregard for the valor of Earth, the sacredness of the resources of this planet, the waters that give us life. When our waters are threatened, I stand with Standing Rock. When tribal treaties are disregarded, I stand with Standing Rock. When sacred sites are desecrated, I stand with Standing Rock. When armed militia mace peaceful protesters, I stand with Standing Rock. Moving oil makes money. Spilled oil contaminates water. When 783 million people do not have access to clean water, when 3,300 ruptures or leaks of crude oil and liquefied natural gas have occurred in U.S. pipelines in the last six years, we do not need another precarious pipeline. The Lakota people will not become rich from oil passing through their lands. The Missouri River is their wealth. In the Dakota Plains, the people of Standing Rock do not need the prophesied black snake, slithering false promises of energy independence. The ageless force of prairie wind is power. If the Dakota Access Pipeline is too dangerous for the population of Bismarck, it is too dangerous for the native people of Standing Rock. When we are not equal under the law, I stand with Standing Rock. When the gate price of oil bankrupts our future, I stand with Standing Rock. When the fossil fuel agenda bulldozes dissent, I stand with Standing Rock. When indigenous nations come together for water, I stand with Standing Rock. When indigenous nations gather to sing, dance, and pray, we don't need rubber bullets shot point blank. We don't need cavalry history repeated. As at a peaceful water protest by water protectors, we don't need 
attack dogs. We don't need faces maced. We don't need women locked in cages. We need energy justice. We need a leader who says stop. We need a judicial system that says stop. Stop illegal digging, stop penalizing the poor, stop ignoring climate change, stop fracking, stop desecrating sacred sites, stop endangering our waters. When indigenous nations from the Sami to the Syriaku have sent delegations to sacred stone camp to stand with indigenous water protectors, where do you stand? When indigenous people are 4% of the population but stand as protectors for more than 80% of the world's biodiversity, where do you stand? I stand with Standing Rock. Where do you stand? I stand with Standing Rock. So this is a poem that is written for Nathan Phillips. It's called On the Dignity of Gestures. One, remember hands ungloved and notched by life. Watch them pour stovetop coffee into tin cups, lift cross poles onto fence bucks, mend nets, rock your children. Two, Pay homage and speak the names of sweepers and shovelers, canners, cafeteria cooks, baby doctors, and deathbed watchers. Esme, Dale, Margaret, David, Mike, and Colleen. Three, receive all gifts, crocheted Afghan or prize money with humility Gratitude spreads easy as butter. Unworthiness endures. Four, watch the eyes of turtle. Admire the neck cording of swans. Study wing beats and tail rhythms. Note how otter sows stoop to lift pups. Listen to wind in fall, to trees bending and unbroken. Announce like spring frogs the unfolding of each holy year. Carry candles into cathedrals, poetry into prisons. Five, do not become beast in the fray. Remember the indigenous hands that drummed on, the man who stood calm. Miigwech. That was a reading from the Arts and Literature Laboratory Watershed Series. To learn more about it, visit artlitlab.org.